Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Somewhere you're going to fall in those lines. Happy Friday. I'm sure that we all experience a happy Friday. Man. Hey, what I said last week, melodious. Melodious. Yes, melodious. man, those are melodious words. All right, I got to find a new word for this week. Those that's 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 a fantastic word. That's so melodious is is a is a good word. What's another? What's another? See, I'm not a thesaurus. I love so. that's my favorite book. <laughs> it is. But happy Friday to you. What those? That's a melodious words. Hey, listen. Man, we're so thankful that you guys are subscribing and just listening to us on your way home, on your way into the office. Um, this uh, uh, segment, this s- second, I should mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. episode of Dominate Your Life uh, podcast is sponsored by um, it, it, nobody yet. Nobody yet. But if you want to sponsor us, you can um, hit us up at lynn.chapman at uh, gmail.com and inquire. Winning, yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to get a dominate your life uh, Gmail. We do, yeah. we do, we do. We got. We gonna work on that. Uh oh, I hear a third voice. No, Uh-oh. a third voice. Right. Her name is. We're not ready to disclose that, but we are ready to disclose it. It is the one and only, the indomitable. That's a thesaurus word. There you go. The indomitable, incomparable. I like phenomenal. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, phenomenal. <laughs> I can ride with it. Um. You know her tonight as uh, Cheryl, Cheryl Chapman. I know her as my mommy, and I don't get to say that too often. Wow. Yeah, she probably haven't heard that in about 10 years. Hey, I know, mommy. because you don't call me I, that anymore. Uh, okay, you're not on this podcast to share those things, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but yeah, I have my mommy on, and we just going to have a little chit-chat. You know, of course, this is about dominating your life and you know, beyond like you being my mom, I've had the pleasure of having a front row seat of seeing um, your adversities, your challenges, your obstacles, your hurdles, but how you've overcome them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. um, like how you've overcome your disability. And oh, I just spilled the beans. So mm-hmm. who's Cheryl Chapman? And what happened in May of like 19 something? Well, I, I first of all want to say I'm glad to be here. Well, we're happy you know, to have you. I'm glad that you invited me. Hey I now. appreciate that. Hey but now. I want a banana uh, pudding. Okay, I'll do that. But you asked the question, what happened in 1990? Yeah, it was yeah. May 13th. May 13th, that's coming up. Okay. Of 1990, almost 29 years ago. Uh, I was at church and at Bible study and I couldn't read the Bible. I could not see it. And my vision was, it was, it was fainted. It was going in and out at that time. That was a Wednesday night. And, uh, I said, I can't see there's something wrong. I need to go and see what's wrong. So that next day I, uh, Went to the military hospital. I think it was, um, what was the name of that uh, hospital? Chesapeake, Portsmouth. Somewhere up in there. Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went there, went to the emergency room because it was pretty bad. So they checked me out and they said, well, can't, you know, you know how they put that thing, the big E and all the numbers and letters. And I failed it. I failed it three times. Legit failed it. Every time they kept bringing somebody else because it was like, no, she can see. 
I failed the big E and the numbers underneath it. And so they said, well, come on in the room, Miss Chapman, and the doctor be here. So mm -hmm. sat there and sat there. So it was a, a commander. And, you know, in the Navy, you know, military, you don't, you know, talk back to people in khakis. Right, because they call know? that military bearing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so I, he came in, he was a black commander, and he threw the chart on the bed, and he said, okay, Miss Chapman, what seems to be your problem? And I said, I can't see. I said, my vision is going in and out, and I can't see clearly, and I, I don't know why, you know. And he came in front of me, and he said, look, Miss Chapman, your husband's going out to sea. You go home. And I just stood up, and I said, nothing, because you don't talk back to military brass. And I left the emergency room, went home. At that time, could barely see the uh, pages in the phone book because back then, 29 years ago, we had phone books. And I called the first doctor, Dr. Posner. I wasn't going in alphabetical order. And the next day, I told him it was emergency. That next day, I went to that um, eye doctor, and they you know, check my eyes. I failed his chart. This is the second test you failed. Yes. Wow. In the next day mm -hmm. after going to the military the next day, cause it was an emergency. I told them it was an emergency. I needed, could I get in there that day? They said, no, ma'am, we don't have anything today, but we could see you 10 o'clock the next morning. I got there, fa failed their big E failed all their tests. He came in, he checked behind my eyes, both eyes. He said, now, Miss Chapman, your left eye is dead. And, you know, that did not bother me because I was like, well, at least they didn't send me out the door. Right. He said, but your right eye is twenty twenty, And I was like, oh, no, I can talk back to you because you're not Navy brass. So I said, no. I grabbed his hand and I said, it's something wrong with me. I'm begging you. And I guess because I began to cry, he said, I said, would you please look one more time? Is something wrong? And he kind of shrugged his shoulders and he said, okay. And when he looked again, he grabbed my hand and he said, oh, I'm so sorry. I see it. He said, it looks like optic neuritis. He said, I'm going to send you up to the 22nd floor to uh, a neuro eye surgeon. He sent me within the same hour. I went up. He, they bumped me in front of a room full of people straight to him. And he checked me out. He said, Ms. Chapman, there's nothing I can do for you. You need to see a neurologist. He said, um... I'm going to set the appointment the next day at 10 o'clock. I was at Dr. Armstead Williams' office. You still remember these doctors' I names? I remember the doctors' man. names. You know, man, you remember traumatic things. You remember certain details of it. Right. Or at least that's what they say. Absolutely. Yeah. 
The next morning, Dr. Armstead Williams, neurologist, failed the eye chart there. They sent me through a gamut of tests that day. He said, well, your vision's going to come back. He said, but I, I want you to have an MRI. I want you to have blood work. I want you to have the electrodes, a gamut of tests I had to take. He said, in two weeks, I'll see you again. He said, but in the meantime, I want to put you on a round of steroids. He said, now you're going to get a little hungry. <laughs> but I began to eat a Sara Lee, Sara Lee deep pecan pie yeah, every day. That sounds delicious. Right now it does. <laughs> <laughs> steroids, they're no joke. Well, I took the test. I had the MRI. I had the blood work and everything. Two weeks later, in his office, he came in and he began to look down, you know. And I was like, why isn't he looking up at me? And I think he was just in shock. And he said, you have uh, multiple sclerosis, MS. And what was your response? And I... I thought I was one of Jerry's kids because all I knew was muscular dystrophy, the sure. telethon. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's all I knew. And so I asked him one question and I said, am I going to die? Am I going to die? He hadn't answered me yet. Now, I hadn't seen him in 20 years. You still here. But I'm still here. Oh, man. Okay. Hmm. So I began at that time, you know, at that time, you and your brother you were three, Jared was two and a half, and I decided then I cannot give up. I got these two kids, I got these babies, I got to be here. I don't have a choice. They began to put me on three rounds of steroids every day because he had told me, he told me, you know what, your vision's gonna come back. And I was like, every day, I would go to the door and say, yeah, I can see that tree a little bit better than that. Uh-huh. I see that car. Because at that time, we was in base house. Right, right. I remember. Okay? I remember looking and, But you know what? I had hope. But I couldn't see nothing no better. What about, to, what about this moment as you speak in the microphone? Right now, 29 years later, my vision did not come back. But I am legally blind. You know, here, here we appreciate. I, I personally appreciate. You know, it takes a very courageous spirit to tell your story. Absolutely. You know what I mean. But here's what I also appreciate is one thing that you said a second ago. You said I had when a man put you on steroids, blah blah blah, right? And then you said I had you had me. I was three, and then you had Jared, right? My little brother, cool as a fan. Um, you said I have two boys. I can't give up. Can I just say on record that we appreciate you not giving up? Like, that's 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 real tough. Wouldn't be sitting right here right now if you gave right. up. Seriously, man. Give we up was be... not in my vocabulary. Right. I couldn't give up. That's two weeks in a you, row we heard that. Two weeks in a two row, weeks we, in a row we y'all, heard that we heard that don't you give, can't up. give up. And that's, that's part of dominating your life is you can't give up. Whoever's listening right I now, could not give you can't up. give up. I could not give out. There it is. I didn't have a choice. You, you you recognized that you had somebody to live for, whether it was your family, whether it was yourself, whether it was your next door neighbor, you had somebody to, 
to yeah. you know live for and that's yeah. what it's all about is you can't give up like we're family you know what i mean yeah. like that's my family right there but we family too right. i'm about to throw you for a loop right now right right i know i'm about to throw you for a loop hey i want you to re- stand up and record what i'm about to do right now okay all right you don't know what i'm about to do but we about to do it. This happening live, y'all. This happening live. But not on your podcast, provider. But it was live when I did it. Okay. <laughs> we are family. Would you? Is that an accurate assessment? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Together, hand in hand, in unity we stand, declaring war against the enemy. We're never losing ground, our strength in Him abound. We need the love that comes from family. We are family, family, bound together by our Father's love. And through the blood that covers all of us, we are family, family, we are family, we are one. Like the man said on Coming to America. That boy good. That girl good. <laughs> that boy good. <laughs> Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Oh, there we have it. <laughs> hey, listen, we are family, and we appreciate you not giving up. So what? That was actually really amazing. You think so? Yeah. Huh? I didn't know you could sing. Y'all, we finding out everything on the Dominate You Like podcast. <laughs> I ain't no Lynn can sing, y'all. So I'm kind of sitting back here like, okay, should I put him on tour with Keep Sweat? <laughs> or should we keep doing this podcast? Or should we switch it to a music podcast? Oh. Also, um, Mama Chad got a beautiful voice as well. Oh, she, Very she beautiful. She the real deal. Thank Very you. beautiful. She the real Thank deal. You. Y'all might have heard me in the background breathing like a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> I do my part. <laughs> you are silly and stupid. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that, was, uh, that felt good, too. We are family. Like, and you were in tune, Lynn. That was great. Listen, yeah, you was good, bro. You was good. Well, that, she's trying to throw shade. You know, <laughs> she's trying to throw shade because sometimes I kind of... Well, we're sing- we are a singing family. Yeah, we, we, everybody can sing in the family, bro. Mm-hmm. Like for real, yeah. Like, so here's the thing. So you went through all of that at what age? I was 25 when 25 I was like five wow. years old with a two and a three and a half year old. You can't like how? I mean, what? What was inside of you that said I got to keep moving? I got to take charge over my life. I will not allow th- my diagnosis to become my identity. What was inside of you? Somebody the right determination now. Determination to somebody on the podcast listening right now has a disability, mm-hmm. so, and they they're, they're ready to give up. They're ready to throw in the towel. They're ready to possibly take their own life. But right now, your words are going to help them take charge over their disability. You. First of all, breathe. Don't allow your circumstances to be 
your determining factor in your life. Don't allow it. So oftentimes we allow situations and circumstances to, well, oh, well, I can't do it. I can't. You can. You can one day at a time. I always tell people because I'm an advocate also for the for people living with multiple sclerosis when they feel like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I can't I can't do it. I can't make it. I can't survive. When I'm on the phone with with them or whether I'm talking to them one on one, I just tell them to breathe. Breathe. It's okay. You're not alone. You're not alone. And that's one thing that I learned early on because I began to empower myself. I went to patient programs Mm -hmm. to learn how I needed to live and what I was up against, what we needed to do as a family to live the best life possible. So I began to go to patient programs and learn what multiple sclerosis was. A lot of people didn't know. Like I told you, I knew, I thought I was one of Jerry's kids. And so what I began to do was to learn what I was up against and what I needed to to know and what I needed to do to live the best life possible. So I began to know what multiple sclerosis was and how it was going to infect, affect me and how it was going to impact my family. Then I was able to say, okay, we got this. We can do this. And so 29 years later, this journey is still here. But what I began to do also, I began to volunteer. I began to volunteer at the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, uh, helping, uh, going to patient programs, being a support to those that were impacted with multiple sclerosis. That's what I began to do. And what that did, that empowered me, but it began to empower those around me that perhaps may be affected by it and may be affected by other situations and other circumstances. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? We all got something. Of course. We all got something. But it's what we're going to do inside of that. What we're going to do to change and to, to, to take our situations to the next level. Because you know what? I learned early on. And I got this statement that I took all over the country. And when I heard it, it impacted my life for the rest of my life. And that is you cannot be both pitiful and powerful at the same time. So you got to choose choose to be powerful. Yeah, yeah. Now, they both start with P, but they got two different meanings. Of course. And I choose power. That's it. So you're saying that. Part of dominating your life, even with a disability. So what you're saying is, yes, you can dominate your life. You can take charge and command over your life and have total influence of your life, even with a disability. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what you're also saying is, is that you can still live a powerful life in oh, yeah. spite of what you're going through. Oh, yes. You got to. See, it, it, I was always like the little engine that could I keep chugging and chugging and chugging along. I didn't have any choice. Give up was not in my vocabulary. A lot of times today, people, you know, I could be sitting in church or running around doing something, and they say, and I said, no, I can't see that. Oh, but you know, I can't even tell. You can't see God. 
So you don't look like what you've been through. I don't look like my circumstance. There, oh, who? Oh. Do we I don't have look any like church music to cue right now? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what kind of church music you want. And you I, know what? Like a, a little Fred times, Hammond. Yeah. It's mind over matter. So the greatest and battle. See, everything starts in the mind. Of course. So if, you've you've strengthened the the your your mind muscle mm-hmm. and say you know what I am not what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. This is not. Yes, I have a disability. You used to say something years ago. What I may that? have MS, but MS doesn't have me. So what you're saying is that if a listener right now has cancer, you are they are not cancer. If they have muscular dystrophy, they are not. You know if they that. have MS. If, if they have they MS. Have, if I'm they sure. have you're you you are who you are, but exactly. you're not your your disability. Mm-hmm. That's part of mm-hmm. dominating your life is you're not who you know your dis, dis right. It don't define you. It Absolutely, that's powerful. Me. Absolutely, exactly. So that's part of taking charge. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. take us back. So you've you've encountered a lot of situations. You 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 raised two fine gentlemen. One being on the radio. I mean, he is a Fine young man. Uh, oh Lord, that was horrible. That was Talk a horrible plug. Oh, ah, gotcha. <laughs> ah, I'm, I'm here for all I that. I guess I got You're two. I'm all, all that. that. I'm your yeah. foil. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Um, but you raised two good guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but and you've ex- encountered a lot of scenarios and situations. Now we're not going to get into the things that me and my brother did, Mm-mm. okay, Mm-mm. to take advantage of your disability. <laughs> okay. That's not this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going to talk about it. That's bad English. But we are going to talk about, let's take us back, um, because this is a very critical, pivotal time, I think, in our family, um, mm. is September 11th of 2002. Mm. Take us back there. We know what happened 2001, yeah. you know, with the unfortunate uh, circumstances in New York. But take yeah. us back to September 11, 2002. Well, you know, at that, I think that was uh, a pivotal time in our family, and uh, the house caught on fire, and you know, we that, lost everything. We lost everything, and you know, and we rebuilt. Of course, we did rebuild, and you know, there's been other things that have happened in our life that, you know, one thing that we've always been resilient. Yeah. We 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 decided that we were going to make it no matter what in spite of that's something that I've always tried to instill in you and Jared that we're more than conquerors. You know, what were you all taught told that you I'm were an ambassador. ambassador. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, so you know, we tried to instill in you guys that hey you can do this. You can make it in spite of or irregardless of your situation. We all in life have situations and things in life that, you know, come and, you know, we feel like sometimes uh, we've been we're being attacked or, you know, we we're, it's an invasion. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, 29 years ago, MS invaded our life. It really did. Now, it was a choice whether I was going to stay up or lay down. And I said, I'm going to run. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did do the Gate River Run. Oh, here we go. Here we go. That was another thing that I decided. Tell the story. 
Yeah, I did. I don't. She you know. what she's saying I is decided. she did the Gate River Run, nine point two miles. It's the largest fifteen k championship in the it country. Is. Everybody knows about the Gate River Run, and she did it. I did. She crossed the finish line by her chinny chin chin. I did. Okay. I wasn't the last. You know, um, and she used and some you very choice. I've with done it. Alvin. I did. I've done it five times. You did it with your. We're not discussing this. <laughs> We're not discussing you, it. <laughs> listen. You listen. You would it. not be invited no more if you tell this story. <laughs> I have to be true. No, no. We're gonna gotta turn, real, this is a real podcast. Yeah, it's a real podcast. And you we're going to turn your microphone you, but off. But I got to tell. He did it. Oh, with Alvin the chipmunk, you know the stuffed animal. Go. You know Alvin back in the day was, <laughs> and he did it she running with Alvin. Okay, and at that time, remember I ran it, and they took me to a tent because they said you need to get, you know, some, you some know, fluids. some fluid in you. I said I'm good, I'm good. I got to go speak at UNF. So I went, changed clothes, and then I went to UNF and spoke. So that's another thing that I and I I didn't even get to necessarily talk about that, but how I've been so blessed. Talk about it. By me being able to volunteer at the National MS Society, they gave me the opportunity to speak. So when the chapter president said, Cheryl, I want you to speak uh, on the south side. I want you to be our speaker tonight. And I said, I no, I've never spoke, you know. Yeah, but I think you can do it, you know. And I was like, okay. So went over that night and Andrew Crenshaw, the senator, he was like the MS ambassador for that year or something. Okay. Okay. And so I said, I spoke first. And I was like, okay. I think I did five, seven minutes or whatever. And so then he came. No, that's when she uh, told him to, you know, come on up, you know, speak after Cheryl. You know, she has MS, blah, blah, but she introduced him, Andrew Crenshaw, blah, blah. And he, everybody clapping. And he said, thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. He said, and you expect me to come up behind now? Oh, wow. What a compliment that was. I, I, I really didn't know at that time. And so from that point on, you, you walked in, you know, a really uh, a purpose-driven life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, And to be honest, you know, dominate your life. Yeah. I began, what, 2003, dominating my life. I, th- I, I Publicly I would, speaking. I, I would... He, Correct. Um, but I think you started dominating May of 1993, you know, because it's mindset. You know what I mean? You you took charge over your you life. Mean May of 1990, 29 90, years ago. Well, yeah. 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 Correct but me. Literally, as far as public speaking and being a national speaker for the National Multiple Sclerosis Society and for a pharmaceutical company, I really began to dominate my life. And began to Teach speak people all how over to the country. So you spoke all over the country. So we took you back to September 11th of 2002 uh, when our family lost absolutely everything. Um, and, you know, I remember that time. I mean, I remember like it was yesterday having to go to high school 
um, I think I was a junior, sophomore, junior, somewhere up in there. And, you know, some of my friends and, you know, classmates was giving us clothes. They would go purchase clothes for me and my brother and then bring it to school because all the clothes we had were in the fire. You know mm. what I mean? So you... So you're talking about from there on, but then when you began to speak across the country, you teach people or you taught people how to dominate their life even when they get they are newly diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Tell us about, you know, so you've kind of chronicled mm -hmm. your life. You went mm -hmm. from your diagnosis, mm -hmm. right? And then um, you went from... Um, uh, September 11th, you know, having losing everything mm -hmm. and so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then now you chronicle your life to speaking across the country. What did that look mm -hmm. like? And what were you doing? Wow. I, 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 I was so deeply humble. Every time I got on a stage or every time I got in front of a group or whether it was a group of a thousand, two thousand, one hundred, or ten. I was so deeply humbled that they allowed me to come and speak and share my story and how I was able to help so many. And so many people say tens of thousands, and that's kind of humbling that I that that they gave me the opportunity to go out and speak to all of those living with this devastating illness of multiple sclerosis, because it is devastating. No one, two people with multiple sclerosis are alike. So many people live in denial. Some, so many people don't want anyone to know. A lot of people have uh, hidden uh, symptoms. What to are your look symptoms? at me. What are your symptoms? Okay. Like I told you 29 years ago, going from doctor to doctor, two weeks later, you have optic, optic neuritis, legally blind, right? driver's license taken. I was living, we were living in Virginia at that time. State of Florida sent a letter, division of driver motor vehicles and revoked my license. So that's why I like go-karts, you know, because I can go there and ride it. <laughs> you know, they don't know. But, uh, <laughs> and I beat you every time. But, uh, uh, move on. you know, that, that, that was a time where, you know, it was like, I think I was in shock because so many other people living with multiple sclerosis, they are in shock. They're in denial. It's like, I can't believe this, the disbelief. Oh, I'm going to get better. We right. all, we have the most gamut of emotions, but then given that opportunity to help and share and to share like experiences. People with MS have different things going, optic neuritis, what, that's one of the signs and symptoms where your vision or your mo mobility right. is greatly affected a lot of times. But your mobility has been affected, right? It's been affected, but through the grace of God. I mean, you're still independent, but right. you're, you're left or right leg. Left, your left leg. You know, you there's other things that you know. So many others. I remember going to the doctor about two weeks ago to my neurologist, and he just looked at me. He said, "You know, Cheryl, and I am over fifty. I'm fifty four. He said, "You whoop, know, whoop. all right now. Stunning. You know, he said, stunning. I just want y'all to know she's stunning. <laughs> you heard the man, stunning. You know, you he, heard him. <laughs> he said to me, he said, "You know, Cheryl, women." 
over 50 that have MS, they are my, that are my patients, he said, they're, they're not, normally over 50, they take a downward spiral. I said, God. The grace of God is over your God, life. favor. And he kind of looked at me, you know, but, you know, I can't say nothing but God. Well, he looking at you kind of with a strange face because he's looking at it from a medicinal medical standpoint. We're looking at it from a miracle. Right. Woo! Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. You, you see it. I see what yeah. you did there. Yellow. Yeah. So, I mean, you, okay, your left leg drags. A little bit. A little bit. You know, unless I give you money to go to Dillard's and then you fly through Dillard's like a dog on <laughs> bat out of hell. <laughs> My grandma also used to love Dillard's. Ooh, she man. had a Dillard's car. And we used to go down to the one in Regency and I used to get my shoes from Calvin, really? the shoe man. Bro, don't go to Dillard's <laughs> wow. with your granny or your mama, bro. It's going to be all day up there, bro. Wow. Dillard's is an interesting um, uh, shopping store. It is. You're going to be in a couple hours, yeah, bro. With some nice me, stuff in there, though. My mama and my granny, Dot, she ain't going to come on, on this podcast because she's going to need like three hours mm. and. People, she, she, you know, she can I'm talk. a Dollar Tree man myself. I understand, Ooh, you know, bro. I don't like Dollar Tree. I like family she, It's But we're still in the family, though. Yeah, yeah. Get back on track, sure. Yeah. We're talking <laughs> about your symptoms. You okay? it, but anyway. So you, your left leg, and then what about your fingertips? And your, well, and your, you know, at that time, at 19, I didn't say that, though. But, sure. you know, at 19, I thought it was something else that, the reason why I became numb in the palms of my hands and the palms of both my feet. And I'm still numb. That was the day. first indicator of MS. So there's a gamut of things that, you know, no one, two people with multiple sclerosis are the same. Uh, but through things that you need to do to empower yourself and to live the best life through therapy, different things that you need to do. Um, attitude is everything. I believe that. I believe that laughter is everything. Yeah. But you have to decide within you that I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it. No matter what my circumstances, no matter what things that may come my way, I'm going to do this. So and you got to speak to yourself. You got to encourage yourself. And a lot of that you got to, regardless of a situation or a, a disability, you better encourage yourself. That's what I'm talking about. You like, better. So if, you, if you're going to dominate your life, take charge, take command, you know, over every aspect of your life, personally, professionally, relationships, like you've got to, it's, it starts with your mind. Like, very true uh, that's, uh, that's the greatest battle is between you and your mind yes you know what i mean yes um like this has been fantastic anthony what you think about today um i was just gonna say man i would say mom chat very powerful superwoman-esque i'm just gonna do a little something something about me real quick right Talk, please growing up with my grandma my mom was on drugs right mm -hmm. and so i was born i was actually born addicted to crack because my mom was on drugs when she had me or whatever. I was mm. raised by my grandma. She actually got me out of crack house because mm. my mom left me in the crack house, got me out the crack house and raised me mm -hmm. all the way until I was a man or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we weren't rich. We were very poor. Okay. we. I remember going to Emmett Reed to get like, you know, the, the pe peanut butter with just the peanut yeah, on it yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. And y'all, you had said something about when your house burned down mm -hmm. and friends giving you your clothes. I remember when I was a kid, we were so poor. I would come home from school 
wash my pants and dry them by the oven and wear those same pants to school the next day. Mm-hmm. You oh, remember that. I remember that, dude. Oh, believe me, I remember it. Because mm-hmm. I remember, dude, kids are very cruel people yeah. um, when you were in school. But one thing that resonated with what y'all said with me is the same thing. You can't play the victim. You got to make your choice of what you want to be. Yeah. You want to be pitiful or powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. at an early age on, because of my circumstances, I developed, I think I developed maturity a little bit mm-hmm. earlier than most boys or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at an early stage on, I knew our situation and my situation. And I chose right then. I was like, all right, I can either go mm-hmm. in this route and just be nothing, be mm-hmm. in the streets, or I can get educated and make something of it and try to do better for my family. Mm-hmm. And um, when Mama Chad was talking about pitiful or powerful, that's real deep. So everybody out there that's listening, no matter what your circumstances is, whether you be with a disability, whether you be, um, you know, less fortunate than somebody else or right. whatever, right. nothing can stop you from overcoming that. Yeah, yeah. It's yes. your choice. Don't play the victim mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, be mm-hmm. the leader. Mm-hmm. I always tell my daughter, it's two types of people in the world. It's leaders and it's followers. Mm-hmm. Both are necessary for the world to go around. But it's your choice on who you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think the pitiful, powerful thing is real, real cool, real deep. Because mm-hmm. if you choose powerful, mm-hmm. you're a leader. Mm-hmm. There's no way that a leader is not powerful. Yes. And believe me, I was poor, man. <laughs> Ooh, boy, I was poor. I remember cutting potatoes because I wanted to taste the French fry. Poor and cool to brown? Poor, poor, bro. I wow. was poor, poor. But that being mm-hmm. said, my grandma did the best she could for me. Yes. And she right. made me a man. Yes. And I appreciate every moment. And it's real, it's real touching, you know. I'm not trying to be all super good, sentimental, man. but it's real touching to, to, to see how much you and your mom share in common. Mm-hmm. And I, I get the same vibe from y'all. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And hopefully everybody out there listening on the podcast provider get that same vibe too. Because I know here, all we're trying to do is help you dominate your life, yeah. move forward. Because yes. what Leonard want for you, what Mama Chat mm-hmm. want for you, what I want for you is for you to be successful. That's mm-hmm. it, man. So take it in, absorb it. And put it back out. But let's let's be clear about success. Uh, make a clear delineation. There's another thesaurus word. That's a good one. That is a wow. good one. I'm make not a, a good thesaurus guy. I, I, I studied wow. a thesaurus. Yeah. I'm, but just, let's I'm make so a, glad you're studying now. I like, <laughs> I like high you, school. You're going to be uninvited. Your okay? mom is great. <laughs> you know, I just, oh, like it, you know. good. Uh, but I, can I just say this? No. When you said that oh, you okay. had to grow up earlier. Lynn, I know you can kind of relate to that because mm-hmm. you guys had to grow up learning your ABCs and counting because a lot of times I would say, what letter is that on different labels? Having to diff- sign the check a- because my dad was out of out the right. sea. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like having to sign a check. To this day, I can sign, you know, like, you know, sign a check, you know, with her name. You know, <laughs> and I still do a lot of her work. I do a lot for her. You know what I mean? That's now I'm not appreciated, but I do a lot. Okay. That's why the bank is. I don't hurt. get. I don't get lasagna. I don't get banana puddings. I get it at Christmas. Well, what kind of what kind of mama would do we a grown like that, man? That's how it be. Yeah, man. <laughs> but you're absolutely correct. Is that you know we definitely had to grow up. up you know, uh, uh, we had to mature. Yeah, man. I appreciate you sharing your story, man. Yeah, you, and and you know. Obviously, we connected instantaneously, right, right. you know, through Henny. Shout out to Henny and her Shout podcast. Henny on the Rocks podcast. Henny, I watched you on the chat. I always said I needed to be on there because my last name was Chat. There it is. That's true. That That is accurate. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, I, I tell people all the time is that your purpose is packaged in your story, mm. right? Um, that being said, man, you know, um, it's interesting to know your story, man, and you feeling comfortable and vulnerable enough to share that, man. That's what domination, because listen, I can't look at you and tell that, you know, what you just shared. Absolutely right. not. You know, mm. and you're not supposed to. Right. You know what I mean? You right. can't stay where you are. It's like it's like your mom said, you can't let it define you. Mm-hmm. You, right. you, you got to define who you right. are, not not right. your circumstances, conditions, disabilities or any of that. You have to be who I am. Who Anthony is, is who I've created over the years of you know, learning and growing misfortunes and fortunes, right. Falling on your face, ready to quit. It's ups and downs. It's ups and downs. I get low. You had to pick me up the other day. I absolutely, you know, we fall down, but we get up. There you go. I I had, I get low. You got to pick me up and And I'm going to, and and then, but you know, when you high, you high, when you low, you low, Right. but you gotta, you gotta balance that out. And then that defines who you are. Not whatever that thing is that happened to get you low. Or that thing is happened to get you high. You can yes. be super successful. Whatever yes. got you ready up there, that's not who you are either. Right. Who you are is the badge that of honor that you have to show right. for. It. You're absolutely right. correct. That's what you reminded me of something because I meant to say it because I got on a tangent. Is we talk about success. I know that success looks differently to various people, but success is not predicated on outcome. Mm-hmm. It's predicated on where you're going. And what you're doing. And I think that sometimes, you know, we get so lost in, you know, this this pursuit of being successful that we lose sight of what it truly means. You know what I mean? Because if success is only based off or predicated off of, you know, an outcome. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I've I've done seminars or I've done um, speaking engagements. And guess what? only five people showed up, you know what I mean? And if I predicated, you know, my success or level of success based on how many people showed up, man, I'll be disappointed. So success is never based off of your outcome. It's based off of what you're doing and where you're going. Okay? Mm-hmm. Talk, boy. But um, it's probably, you know, I would always say, don't get caught up on the number. Because whoever is supposed to be there, that's who's supposed to be there. That's it. Facts. That is, that is facts. Listen, we're about to land this plane. We're about to land this plane. So we're going to do what we do when we land the plane okay. on Dominate Your Life Podcast. Uh-huh. First of all, we appreciate you coming by, Mom. Um, I'm not going to call you what I usually call you off air. Um, <laughs> Sister Cheryl. Uh, call her Sister Cheryl. Hey, Sister Cheryl. I call her, you know, when I call her, you know. Um, I'm like, hey, Sister Cheryl. And I call her on the phone. But so we're going to ask you a couple questions. You know, quick answers. Don't think about them. Just think quick of Quick fire. Quick, quick fire. Rapid and fire, quick rapid fire. Rapid fire. And then um, we're going to give you about two, two, two and a half minutes to share whatever it is on your heart. All right. Um, because somebody here on this podcast, there's a listener, and this goes out. We, we blast this on all of our social media platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, his page, my page, and then we'll put it on your page as well. Mm, okay. Um, um, but somebody listening is dealing with a disability, somebody or has a disability, somebody is newly diagnosed with something, mm-hmm. MS, you know, cancer, something. Um, and your responsibility, which is a heavy one, but you're up for the arduous task 
Another good word. It's another good one. Wow. Uh, Why you didn't learn like this in high school? Listen, you're uninvited, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uninvited. Um, but you have an arduous task um, to encourage somebody um, because I can guarantee you that somebody's ready to throw in their towel. Um, they're battling depression. They're battling anxiety, discouragement, despondency, um, and doubt. Um, that was five. That was pretty good. Yeah. Last week I did six. Um, but they're battling it, and um, we're going to provide you a platform to encourage them. So, rapid fire. Florida State or Florida Gators? Both. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Florida. Wrong. <laughs> um, uh, Shamar Moore, Denzel Washington. Ooh, Shamar Moore. Now, you know Shamar Moore. Mother, we asking you to <laughs> give you a, a soliloquy. We, I'm sorry, I'm an advocate. Soliloquy. Shamar Moore's mother has MS. So okay, so Shamar Moore, we'll give you that looking. one. Good looking. That's one. Good looking. Uninvited. Okay, okay, okay. Un How old is Shamar Moore now? Like 60? No. <laughs> I'm hating. He's I'm, younger than me. I'm sick of these good looking light skinned dudes. <laughs> this one. Good what? Looking. Why are you sick of them? You want to suck them up with a dark skin manatee. <laughs> And I got to hold it down for the fellow dark-skinned manatees. You Whenever somebody talking about good-looking people. Well, I'm sorry, brother. You good-looking. They, they don't never say Al Roker. <laughs> <laughs> Al Roker is nice-looking. When you, when you squint and it's dark outside. Oh, uh, I, uh, shout out to Al Roker. I got your back. Shout brother. out to Al, Al Roker. I we want to meet you, Al. Every morning. <laughs> Come on the pod, Al. Yes, Come on on the pod, Al. Yes. <laughs> we got you, brother. We can do Skype, whatever you need. Yes. We got you. Okay, um, so we, you said Shamar Moore, not Denzel. Yes, his mom has him. This. Okay, All so right. we have a kindred spirit. Absolutely, ketchup or mustard? <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> I, I love both, but I love both. But she does mustard, not love both. But mustard she does not is eat ketchup, y'all. I don't eat ketchup either. Is my best friend. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I have cramps, spasms, right. and you blessed somebody right now. Yes, mustard is your go-to. So you just eat mustard? You know, I'll... out your hand or out your spoon or out of spoon. Don't let Leonard play you what, right now. Let me tell you whatever something. Way my it grandma works, lived to be a hundred and two years old, and every wow. time I was hurting, she stuffed some mustard down my throat. Thank Did you just you. say mustard? Mustard. Listen, <laughs> I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, All right now. and I Yeehaw. got a country accent. But yeah, so don't let Leonard play you. Mustard is a, the cure of all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bananas or apples? You don't apples. eat apples. You yeah. eat fruit. I'll eat it in my smoothie. Oh, okay. I don't like bananas. You don't like bananas. No. I'll. I do banana pudding, but I don't eat that. What's your favorite dish to make? You know, I'm a cooker, so, you know, okay. just, but it, I, you know, mm. I'm known for lasagna. Lasagna, candy yams and all that yeah, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Manatees yeah. rejoice. Manatees rejoice. Favorite Bible character. Last question. Favorite Bible character. I love Job. I love uh, James. You know that's my favorite book. Yeah. Tell it the like trying it of is your James. faith worketh patience. Mm. And count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. I James know the Bible, 1 bro. and 8. A double-minded man is unstable. 
in all these ways. Absolutely. Preach. Mm-hmm. All right. I know. That's why we connected. Do your yeah. thing. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. I'm sorry. Um redact that from the record. Mommy. <laughs> All right, you got two and a half minutes. Bless the people. Well, I want to thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. Um, you and James. No, I'm talking about James. His name's <laughs> My name has been moved Anthony. to James. Anthony. Anthony. Next week, I you have you. to call me James. At I least have, once. I'm going to call you, you James. At right. least once. All right. You I got, got to. I won't forget it. James, that name is sexy. Right. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh-huh. I want to thank you guys for this opportunity. Uh, Dominate your life. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about dominate your life, I think about how I'm more than a conqueror. And I used to always say this, I'm more than a conqueror. No matter what my situation, my circumstance, or what I have to go through, I'm more than a conqueror. I can do this. I can make it. I always would say, you know what? No matter what I got to go through, what I got to deal with, what my circumstances, I'm going to make it no matter what. You know, so many people are going through so many things in this life, whether it's uh, through health, finances, their children, their parents that are going through their um, process of aging. We all got something, but it's what we do. And our attitude, that's going to take us on the other side of through. Positive thinking, positive attitude. Remember, life is worth the living, not the dying. We're still here. We're still among the living. We're still breathing. There is hope. We all have hope. We just got to tap into that hope. That's what we got to do. And live life to the fullest. And that was Thank fantastic. You. That was fantastic. Listen, um, th- that that does not require a rebuttal. That was solid, and that was spot on. Listen to every listener. Um, you, um, we, every day we have this uh, beautiful thing that we call life. It's such a gift. Um, take advantage of it um, while time is on your side. Um, take advantage of it. Become everything that you was created to be. You heard the lady. She's my mom. You know her, Cheryl. We get to know her. She's good people. You got me, your host, Leonard Chapman Jr., the brain, the mastermind behind the Dominate Your Life, not podcast. Yes, podcast, but just the entire brand. And then we've got the the best engineer across the country, Mr. Anthony. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Listen, we love you. Like I always in every segment, I love you. Listen, if you really, really know who I am and get to know me, I love people. Um, and, and I've been consistent like that over the course of my entire life. But I have great news for you tonight um, is that um, God, he loves you more. Um, this is Dominate Your, Li- Your Podcast. Dominate Your Life Podcast. Now you're Brian. I am. Yeah, he did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so emotional right now. Okay. <laughs> that means wow. I let it slide. Oh, it was a good you. podcast. Wow. It was a really good podcast. Superwoman, Mama Chat. I'm telling you. But this is Leonard Chapman. This, and I'm your host for Dominate Your Life podcast. Peace. <laughs>